All right, everybody, welcome back to the show. On today's episode, we talk about having <laughs> really shitty customer service, a shitty customer journey leads to costing the industry and business $1.6, up to $1.6 trillion a year. And so in the episode, and I break it down quick and hard, why it matters to focus on it, what it is, and then literally four clear steps on what to do, how to implement it, how to apply it to your customer journey with some incredible updates and exciting things coming. So I'm going to stop the intro now. Let's get into the show. Enjoy this one. And please make sure you DM me after the show and answer my questions. So without further ado, let's get into the episode. Are you ready to ethically scale your business? Good. Because this is the Mind of George podcast where relationships beat algorithms and depth is the only direction when it comes to ethically scaling your business. Each Monday and Friday, I'll be the guy between your ears in the hoodie and pink shoes guiding you home, giving you the tools to extract, honor, and amplify your genius so you can be the light for your customers. Sound fabulous? Cool. Let's get into the episode. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Mind of George show. And I have a lot of updates to give you. But before I give them to you, let's talk about what we're going to talk about on today's podcast. We're going to focus on embracing humble customer service or humble customer journey and talk about having an entitled or for lack of better terms, maybe disconnected attitude when it comes to customer service or customer journey is the death of any business. And we've been reading a lot of articles, pulling a lot of stats, doing a lot of research around a whole lot of this when it comes to outlining these episodes. And estimates of the cost of poor customer service range from $75 billion to $1.6 trillion per year in the whole lens of business, which is absolutely mind-blowing. And so we are going to get into why this happens at a very high level kind of what it is, and then some quick things to focus on, some quick hows that are actually really, really good from uh, tracking and collecting feedback from customers, where to get it, how to apply it, customer service metrics, kind of what to look for, and things like that. So just a couple updates. I owe you guys so many updates on the podcast, and I'm not going to do them on this episode. Number one, I went to Bali. Bali was absolutely incredible and life-changing for me, and Julia and I... um, who we ran the retreat together, uh, it was magical, are going to record an entire episode about the entire thing because we are doing it again and doing it again. And then when I got back, I have been eating so clean and so healthy. I ate a lot of really good Italian food in LA and then got basically food poisoning or a stomach bug and was in bed for like eight days. (laughs) And then I basically just barely crawled back out And then I'm hitting the road tomorrow uh, to travel to Dallas for the Machados, which I'm so incredibly excited about at their event uh, for their affiliates. And so I owe updates on all those. And so we will get into them. But I want to focus on customer service, customer journey, and this incredible outline of notes that's just basically, let's paint the picture. Let's get clear. Okay, this matters. This happens. Probably not okay. I need to be aware of it because this is going to cause pain in my business. And no matter where our business is, no matter how good it is, these lenses are always the lens in which to look and make improvements. Because if you think about your business like Kingdom, uh, like my buddy Ricky does in helping men in their business, even if everything in the Kingdom is peaceful, there's always somebody planning an attack on the Kingdom. So there's always a place to get feedback and do iterations, right? So entitlement 
massively strains customer relationships and customer journeys, right? And so think about the last time you went out to eat and the server had an attitude. How did it make you feel? Did it influence whether you came back or not? Did it influence how you talked about that experience? Uh, it creates a negative reputation. And even if the food was great, your poor interaction with the server harmed that brand's restaurant's reputation in some way, right? I talk about this all the time. If you want to understand it at a very visceral level, which is empowering, and I tell every entrepreneur I talk to that if you don't read these books, I, I think you're silly. Uh, and if you don't read them till you know them, you're silly. Contagious by Jonah Berger is the book that relates exactly to this, right? But if you think about it through the lens of social media, where anybody's opinion can like literally easily gain traction in a matter of minutes, let's say you went on social media, then changed and shared your experience. As quick as someone can hit like, you've lost a potential customer. It's the inverse of what we call the gossip gun, which comes from the book Contagious that I named, which are the reasons that people share on social media, right? And so think about the lens of Yelp of where somebody could literally go on Yelp the food be absolutely incredible and have a server who's not representative of the brand or of the owners, or maybe is having an off day, has a negative interaction and then leads to a negative review and can like decimate a restaurant. And I'm not advocating Karens uh, or people that are ostensibly like rude all the time. But in this lens and looking through it, it's painting the picture of just what is like worst case scenario, but also the lens in which to understand that even when it's not as big of a deal, it still creates the same reaction and the same behaviors. And we don't think that it matters, but it matters massively. And so the astounding figure that like up to 1.6 trillion per year loss for bad customer service Um is a result of a myriad of problems, right? It's not just about having like an entitled customer service or customer journey. It's also not fully understanding like what the customer desires, like what's their actual before state and what's their after state outside of the features and benefits, right? Or it's implementing cost cutting strategies, but in places that affect relationships with people who pay our bills and keep our lights on or sacrificing customer satisfaction for growth and making decisions without thinking about the long-term implications and complexities and knowing that the core people you have, if you offend a critical mass amount of them, your business is going to implode from the inside out, right? You don't, like, when you think about that one, then you have, like, the, oh, the other one in here, the dehumanizing or computerization of customer service, right, where AI is an incredible tool, but human beings want to be in a relationship even in a conversation with another human being. And so utilizing tools in the wrong places, which is something I talk about a ton, and other things that add up. And knowing that none of these things are ever perfect, there's no such thing as like they're always 100% perfect, but they do get forgotten about. They do get looked over. They do get made insignificant without realizing the slow burn and the pain that they create that gets unrecoverable because they're the only thing that actually matters. But when you get down to the bottom of it, it's really, really about focusing on the right things inside of the customer all the time. So no matter what company I work with, I advise, I coach, I consult, it's basically relation-based everything. Relationships are everything. And, and I think at the core of it, the easiest way to remember is that the people that we're talking about 
courses and programs and buying and not buying or did buy and then left or got a refund. Like these are also the people that trusted us when they were feeling off or bad or trusted us to help them with something or invest in something. And um, these people are also the ones that keep our lights on and they build our business. And we all too often get focused on just more, more, more and forgetting that like if we leave people in the cold that are inside of our kingdom, for lack of better terms, or turn our light off and they can't see the lighthouse anymore, uh, we can do a whole lot of damage, right? And when we think about it is that everything that we should focus on should always be focused on doing the best we can to meet our customers' desires. But that starts with meeting our promises, right? The things that we say we're going to help with or that we're selling or that we're doing. And that we don't sacrifice customer satisfaction. And we look at decisions and not make rash decisions that take the human out of the brand. You humanize everything as much as possible, which is what this entire podcast is about. And you treat others like you'd like to be treated. And and one of the number one things I say to people when I coach them or when I'm consulting, the question is, I was like, how would you feel if you went through your funnel? And they're like, I wouldn't buy. And I'm like, so what makes you think that anybody else would either? And these simple things are not things that we intentionally neglect or ignore. When things get noisy, they're things that we forget about or lose focus on. And when the muscle stops getting flexed, they go out of sight. And so understanding that, We have to understand that it's always going to be the most important thing because the people that are actively in our company, buying, getting close to buying in our courses, in our products, on our social, engaging with us are the ones that are really supporting the bloodline of our business. And it really should be all focused around them and making sure they're cared for, which is what would naturally bring more people in. But it also gives you more feedback. It gives you more insights. It gives you what their pain points are, how they're describing it. And so it's a treasure trove. Of, of like gold that most people spend millions of dollars to pay for the data that you have at your fingertips, but you have to be a human and realize that you got to treat your business like a brick and mortar store. And if you think about it, you'd never let anybody walk in your brick and mortar store, walk up to your counter, ask you a question directly to your face and you not respond, which would be the equivalent of them shooting you a DM and you not responding. And so when you think about it through that lens, it simplifies it down. And we got to remember that the thing that we're really trying to monetize in this world is attention. And when you have somebody's attention, you then have to earn the right to keep it. They have to feel safe. They have to know there's something there for them. Break check. Let me take a moment to interrupt myself. I don't run ads on my own podcast, but sometimes I forget that I can tell you about things on my own show. So I'm interrupting for a very important announcement, which is the Lighthouse Business Accelerator. Because it is event time. And as a fellow entrepreneur and business owner, you know how important it is to attend live events, especially ours with the world's most intense Rock, Paper, Scissors Championship with the best prizes. But that's why I'm thrilled to invite you to our event that will transform your business and catapult your personal growth as a leader in industry. And if you do not believe me, I swear to God, just go to mindofgeorge.com slash event. I will not tell you. The people on the page will tell you. Their videos will tell you. But the event is getting ready to happen November 16th through 19th in Whitefish, Montana, my beautiful home at the Grouse Mountain Lodge. We have a new event location. So down and dirty. It is a three-day event with an optional four. And everybody takes the fourth. They're just limited spots. But you'll find out more about those. Who's going to be speaking? Luckily for you, the best. My dear friend, Mo Ismail, and my myself will be co-curating. He'll be speaking, and he is literally the best in the world at short-form content. It is mind-blowing. When he speaks, everybody writes notes and listens. 
my dear friend, John Wellborn, who is just a wealth of walking wisdom and knowledge. He was a NFL player for 10 years. He studied stoicism. He has degrees in rhetoric and from all these different places. And I learned so much. And then I have a special surprise up my sleeve, but I'll keep that with you there. So at our event, it's all about community. It's all about relationships. And our goal isn't just for you to walk away with clarity, which you will, mastery and understanding of customer journey, which you will, but also feeling recharged and on fire, ready to go into the world, knowing you have community and support. And so whether you're just starting out, totally fine. We have about half the room of that. Running a seven-figure business, totally fine. We have you. Eight-figure business, we got you. And we have had billionaires in the room. And we focus on principles and communities. And everybody learns from each other. Everybody benefits from each other. And everybody wins. And so I can't wait for you to be one of the 75 entrepreneurs in the room in that next experience with your bucket full. So I'm going to let you get back to the content but I'm going to tell you, I cannot wait to hug you and high five you in Montana. So come be ready to be with 75 entrepreneurs that are all hungry for growth and networking and supporting. And of course, the world's most competitive rock, paper, scissors championship. So I'm going to let you get back to the content. But irregardless, right now, it's time to go to mindofgeorge.com slash event. Check it out. And we will see you November 16th through 19th in Whitefish, Montana. One of the number one things I say to people when I coach them or when I'm consulting, the question is, I was like, how would you feel if you went through your funnel? And they're like, I wouldn't buy. And I'm like, so what makes you think that anybody else would either? And these simple things are not things that we intentionally neglect or ignore. When things get noisy, they're things that we forget about or lose focus on. And when the muscle stops getting flexed, they go out of sight. And so understanding that, We have to understand that it's always going to be the most important thing because the people that are actively in our company, buying, getting close to buying in our courses, in our products, on our social, engaging with us are the ones that are really supporting the bloodline of our business. And it really should be all focused around them and making sure they're cared for, which is what would naturally bring more people in. But it also gives you more feedback. It gives you more insights. It gives you what their pain points are, how they're describing it. And so it's a treasure trove of of like gold that most people spend millions of dollars to pay for the data that you have at your fingertips, but you have to be a human and realize that you got to treat your business like a brick and mortar store. And if you think about it, you'd never let anybody walk in your brick and mortar store, walk up to your counter, ask you a question directly to your face and you not respond, which would be the equivalent of them shooting you a DM and you not responding. And so when you think about it through that lens, it simplifies it down. And we got to remember that the thing that we're really trying to monetize in this world is attention. And when you have somebody's attention, you then have to earn the right to keep it. They have to feel safe. They have to know there's something there for them. And that requires us to focus on the right thing. And it's an honor that they choose to share their attention with us. And now we get to earn it, right? We got to court them. We got to let them know we got a path. We're here to support them. This is what we do. This is how we help. This is what it feels like to be around us, right? So what are some tangible ways that you can shift from that like, okay, entitled, not customer centric, which is not intentional. It gets accidental when we focus on the numbers and acquisition sometimes, and it makes us get driven down into, you know, conversion thinking, which is linear, which then doesn't lay the path for us to see exactly where we should potentially go, what potential solutions are, what might even be in front of us, right? And so just making sure that we focus on the right things and always asking ourselves through these filters and through these questions, no matter what our good ideas or how much money we want to make, but focusing on the core 
of what's there, right? And for me, that's always people that are currently actively paying you money. Second, the people that are closest to paying you next. And then third, the people after that. And then if you hit those buckets, then anybody that you go to acquire new has somewhere to fall into. That's the four paths to the peer, right? So how? Number one is collect massive amounts of feedback as much as possible from your customers. Use customer surveys, uh, evaluate the effectiveness of your social and product, reach out to people and ask them one-on-one, get on calls with people and ask them if you can interview them about your product and how it works and give them something in exchange just for sharing their time and being like radically honest with you. Uh, you know, reach out and support your customers that don't buy and then ask them, be like, hey, I would, I know you don't buy, I'm not interested in selling, but can you tell me what was missing or what you were looking for or anything that we could do to be better, right? Anywhere that you have a relationship with somebody who has either invested money with you or thought about it or even looked at you, if you're willing to go dig and dig by meaning create a relationship and be open and honest and ask for feedback, you will find a gold mine and a step-by-step roadmap of every single thing that you should do and incorporate into your business from your messaging to your products, to your offers, to how to talk about them, to how much they use them, to all these pieces, you just have to be willing to go there. And I will acknowledge that it's hard sometimes to read that feedback, to ask for that feedback, but it's really where the work happens. It's, it's no different than somebody coming into your store and asking questions and picking a product that supports them. Right. And so the thing is, is that you need to have a central location, which is what we do is we make what we call a Bible which is where we keep these things. And so when you have them, then you and the team always operate on them and you're working from them and updating them. So you got to collect everything, right? And then you got to figure out how to track whatever your metrics are, customer service metrics, right? Like there's things like customer satisfaction. uh, There's things like the net promoter score. There's things like customer churn. um, There's things like you tracking engagement. Some people choose to track how many followers they get, how many likes they get. We don't. Uh, My rule is I don't care. Uh, and I don't care how many people see our videos either. I just care that we get at least one comment or one DM that somebody was helped every day. And if we're doing that, we're winning. But you got to have a way to measure so you know what to make adjustments on or what your baseline is. So you then know if I tried this, oh, this worked better, right? So you have to figure out kind of what your metrics are, right? But when you think about customer satisfaction, this is a value ratio, right? So unlike many customer service metrics, this value is a ratio. To calculate it, divide the number of customers satisfied in your surveys by the total number of customers that responded, right? You could do that. That's if you're sending out maybe post-purchase surveys or even doing um, surveys anywhere in your funnel or lead magnets or places like that, or if you're on calls, things like that, right? Or net promoter score, this one you should Google, uh, but you'll calculate this metric using a single question survey that identifies how your customers feel about your brand. So the lower your score, the more work you can do to turn less enthusiastic customers into loyal ones. And if I remember, I believe with that promoter, everybody just gets asked one question and that is where the score comes from. And it's an honest feeling, right? Or customer churn, right? So if you have a business or a subscription business or you know, a coaching business like, or a mastermind, right? Like how often are people signing up? How long are they staying? And where are they churning off, right? And then you can start to figure out, like, why are they churning there? Okay, what's missing? What do I have to add 30 days before, 60 days before? Let's start by asking them. Let's get on the call with some people that left and tell them, like, hey, I, w- I support you. Like, I'm so glad that you were here. 
And would you mind if like, I asked you some questions we got on Zoom, like if I could get some feedback from you, right? And then you ask and you start to dig and then you start to create solutions, right? So the more willing you are to go into the kitchen or into the restaurant, for lack of better terms, after you serve your food and say, how did it taste? What can I do differently? What would you like? What would you call it? What would you name it? How would you market it? What would you click on on Facebook to come in here? Like, what could have I posted to make you come in knowing that this is what it tastes like? And when you ask good questions, you'll get good answers. And then you just start painting with those ingredients wherever you decide, your marketing, your messaging, your emails, your ads, whatever that is, right? The third thing is actually be available to your customers. I see this in the coaching industry all the time. Uh, and I used to be guilty of this and I'm sorry. And I was an asshole. It didn't last long. I got checked pretty quickly, but the whole, you have to put down a card in a five figure investment before we get on a call, i.e. I want you to give me four grand or two grand or one grand or 10 grand to hire me for coaching, but you're not even going to know what my personality like, what my energy is like, or have a conversation with me on video before you pay me. And then if you don't like me, then I'm going to make it hard for you to get a refund and gaslight you in the process. Like, no, fuck off. The end. Absolutely not. We've never do that. We bitch about it at car dealerships. We do it all the time, right? Like, it doesn't matter the level of investment that somebody is using to work with you. They are making a decision to take money out of their hard-earned account, their life, whatever they're using it for. And no matter the sum of money, trust you to buy something, get something, learn something, earn something, establish or achieve something or get closer to it. And any buying decision requires that somebody feels safe that they're going to purchase something from somebody that they know, like, and trust. But we also have limits and metrics and, and kind of ladders that we've put into place where a lot of people build what are called parasocial relationships with people on social media and influencers, and they feel like they know them in real life. And so they feel okay spending an acceptable amount of money, maybe up to like, you know, $400 or $1,000. And that's different for everybody. But there's also a threshold that like, you got to be available to people depending on the needs that they have, the problems, the desires, what you're offering, what the depth of your offer is, like kind of all of it, right? And so you know what it is to be available to your customers, but you have to have to pay attention to these things because a customer is a customer. And the amount of people that have come into my world and started with an event ticket and I was like, God, I love them. And we became friends. And then two years later, like, hey, I forgot to tell you, I was going to invest in you the whole time. I've been waiting. Here's six figures. And I'm like, whoa. Holy moly. But everybody, we treat the same, no matter what, in our company and all of the companies we advise and as we all should, because everybody matters. And so just focusing on it as the first priority before the selling and before the business gives us a filter and a lens to protect it, knowing that we do have a family and we can protect that culture, right? So when we really, really think about it, like we have to do do that. We have to pay attention. So the third thing was to be available to your customers. And I think I painted enough of an example for you to know what that means for you, right? Respond to them. If you tell people to DM, you respond to their DMs, right? Like if somebody asks you a question and you you genuinely want them as a customer, take the time to answer it. Like you cannot fast track relationships, right? And so you have to ask yourself, what are you willing to do? And maybe you don't have the capacity to build a $20 million business because you can't handle that many relationships, but you can. You have to ask yourself because, the, in my opinion, the, the level of the back end of your business, the scale of the back end of your business is really determined by the level that you've invested in relationships in every area of every person that's ever come into brand. 
no matter whether they bought from you just listening to your podcast once, shot you a DM once, it's a compounding effect like that pay it forward. Give it three, then they pay it forward three. And the books will explain this to you. Contagious will explain this to you. The catalyst will explain once you break somebody's walls down why they would then do these things and share these things. And so if you focus on these things, you'll understand that these are actually the secrets to winning the game. It's the secrets to everything that everybody says that they want. Um, and it's how to actually build them, right? And so then the fourth thing is that this is where a customer journey comes in, right? It's not called a brand journey. It's your customer journey for a reason. So when you apply even the things we talked about today to your customer journey, it can only deepen it, right? And it will make it better. And then you can fill in the other pieces. But the customer-centric mindset truly needs to be applied to your customer journey, right? We talk about this all the time. You avoid these three mistakes and make sure you at least include these five steps. And there's really good chance that you're going to be able to massively increase your results. And then you can apply the same ubiquitous principles to not make these three mistakes and the five steps to your social media, to your email and everywhere. And you just have to start applying them and doing them and realizing that you're building relationships one by one and finding people, creating customers and doing it. And that's always going to be where the focus is. And so that's what I got for today. I'm really, really excited to be back, to be recording. I'm going to go to Dallas, come back and then record more. So these are really fresh episodes. You're getting them kind of fresh off the airplane for lack of better terms. So uh, so glad to be back. So glad to be feeling better. Uh, I will be giving you guys all the updates. So please keep shooting me DMs. You guys have all been DMing me about the show. I love it. Please keep sending them to me. Let me know what you like. We have a lot of good shows coming up. I have a lot of good guests coming up. The Bali episode. Uh, the event is selling quickly because a lot of people are getting it now. And so it's customer journey time. We have a couple tickets left. So go to mindofgeorge.com slash event. I believe it's November 16th through 19th. That's if you buy the fourth day. If not, it's November 16th through 18th. It is in Whitefish, Montana, but it is not at the lodge. If you've come before, it is at a different hotel, which is on the event page. And it's beautiful. And I like it better because it's an isolated event space. So we kind of get free reign and we got some magic coming. John Wellborn, we got Mo. Mo and I are doing content like you wouldn't imagine. How literally you can go from idea to your content almost done using AI scripts and their models in 20 minutes. And these are the guys that charge multiple five figures a month to grow your social and they do it massively. Uh, and he shares all the secrets and then we're doing roundtable or breakdown with him on the fourth day. And then Julia, my girl, is coming to teach everybody how she crushes social. And she taught this to the women in Bali and I was taking notes and I'm like, I'm about to focus on this a little bit to get more people to see some of this valuable content. And she's going to be dropping that. Plus, I got new customer journey distinctions, new ways to apply it. Uh, we got some fun stuff planned. So grab your ticket, madamgeorge.com slash event. Uh, but that's where I'm going to wrap this episode. So have an absolutely beautiful day. Remember that relationships will always beat algorithms. You will either see me in the next episode or you will hear me in your earballs. But either way, we are out. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Mind of George show. Please make sure you subscribe on your favorite channel that you listen to, whether it's in the car, on your run, or in front of the television. Make sure you leave a review to help other people know how much you love the show and quite frankly, help me know how much you love the show because I read them all. And if you want five-minute daily insider nuggets on business, marketing, leadership, mindset, or any other tool that you would need to build and scale your company, make sure you register for my invite-only newsletter. I call it the Lightkeeper Lessons. I hold nothing back here and I share everything that works for me, 
my friends and mentors, and thousands of my students around the world to thrive in life and keep our lighthouses shining brightly. We will eventually be charging for this, but for now, for you, because you're listening to the podcast, it's free. So if you want to sign up, go to www.lightkeeper.club, fill out the application, and then check your inbox because it's magic. You actually have to open the emails to get the gifts inside. Otherwise, you can get access to my Relationships Beats Algorithms Facebook community and other free resources on the website. So just go to www.mindofgeorge.com, and I'll see you in the next episode.